guys, today we're talking about why it's so hard for an INFJ to make friends. And we're talking about it as in making friends as an adult. Most of us have had some kind of issue with making friends when we were children, just because it seemed like it was even more obvious that we were different. But we have gotten through it. It has become part of who we are today. And we actually have learned how to get along with ourselves. And it's like this great thing. But I hear it over and over again, particularly when INFJs move to a new city or they start a new job or something and they say I don't seem to make friends I feel like I'm always by myself and I have accepted that I'm like a lone wolf there's nothing I can do about it but it still feels like it would be great if I had a social circle which I actually liked and a social circle where people would accept me where I could be myself and it could just be a thriving partnership altogether there are a couple of reasons why this happens so rarely and I'm also going to tell you how you can use this in such a way where you not only not feel alone, but you actually start making friends and you do feel like you're fulfilled with these friendships. But it has a lot to do with how you approach not just other people, but how you approach yourself and how fulfilled you make yourself. And it makes a huge difference and I really want to get into it with you. Before we get started, remember if you haven't done this so far, download the poster on the five pillars to an INFJ epic life. It helps you to start this process of living on your terms today there's also this pillar on relationships so it really shows you all of these relationship types are the ones to focus on and you have to do something actively in them all the time to make sure that you're going into the direction you want we as INFJs we don't have to do all the things we just have to do the right things and then before you know it you're living your INFJ epic life remember if you want to go deeper into this you can always work with me one-on-one -on -one. all the information also the link to the poster you find in the link in the description so now back to friendship. So there are a couple of scenarios. It's not even that INFJs necessarily go into a new group and they feel like, oh, these people are so amazing. I would love to be friends with them. And then people reject them. This can happen, but it's not actually the thing that happens most often. Most of the time when we go into a new social circle, we feel bored. We feel these people don't have anything to say. They're really superficial. They don't really catch our interest and we don't want to spend time with them. It feels like, you know, we're forcing ourselves to be in this group because you know we're supposed to have friends we're supposed to make new connections but it doesn't feel like it adds to our life and at the same time we see those other people in this group having amazing time being friends with each other having fun and we ask ourselves how can this actually fulfill somebody so that's one scenario then you have those scenarios where you meet somebody and you feel like oh that's a complex person that somebody was really interesting I'd love to be friends with them and that person doesn't really see the benefit in being friends with you. They just cannot see you for who you are. This is also a scenario that happens very often. I've been in that situation because the problem with this is we encounter this every single day. And I'm not just talking about INFJs. Every single person meets so many people every day. And you might say, yeah, I don't really meet new people. But look at it from a perspective of a friend of a friend gets introduced or you're at work and you get to know a new coworker or somebody that you work with it doesn't have to be like this full on oh I'm getting to know somebody most of the time people don't spark our interest in 98% of the cases and for us INFJs probably even more often than that so chances are you will also meet people who won't care about you but most of the time you don't care either so you're not even aware of it this happens so often it's not even worth mentioning why isn't it worth mentioning because we don't even notice it what we notice is if there's a person we find interesting 
interesting and that person doesn't see how we could add to their life. And here comes the tricky part. That's the thing that gets us really upset because that's the thing where we feel like, why don't they get it? Why don't they understand all the benefit that I could bring to their life? I understand their complexity. I understand their deep soul. I understand what they're all about. I want to show that to them. I want to make them feel better. So these are the kind of relationships, friendships that stay in the state of projection. Because trust me, as long as you don't spend enough time with that person and I don't care how strong your intuition is, I don't care how developed your empathy is, most of this is still a projection that you're having on that person. You spent half an hour with that person, you thought, oh, we have such a great connection. It isn't enough information. And I can guarantee you, if you would spend, let's say five months working with that person, talking to them, day to day, you would have a different image of them. We don't have enough information. And for us INFJs, it's extremely hard to understand this because in our mind, it seems like the truth. But trust me, if that person was the person you thought they were, they would get the benefit that you bring to them. See, in your mind, you're probably right that the person that you imagine that would benefit from all of this connection, they would appreciate you. They would really, really, you know, improve their life through all of it. But the person that you met is not the person you're imagining. But still, we spend so much time on that person. So let's just back up a little bit. So there are three scenarios where we as INFJs get in situations where friendships are not working out. The first one is you get bored. The people aren't interesting. Number two, you have a projection of, oh, that person is interesting. I want to be friends with them. I want to spend more time with them. And they don't reciprocate. Very often that actually gives us a kick because it feels like, I have to understand that person. That's the typical NITI loop. Because what happens? We go into analyze mode. We go into why isn't that happening? I'm going to go over every single conversation we had. I'm going to go into every single detail, every single time I'm close to them. I will see, do they pay attention to me? Did they look in my direction? This over analyzation goes on. You start looking at all of their life, all the information that you have, trying to gather an image of what's going on. And you might think, yeah, that sounds crazy. I know that's sort of me, but doesn't that sound weird? Well, it's part of our mind. It's the way we work. We love to solve riddles. We love to solve puzzles. And that's the perfect opportunity for it. I mean, just think about it. It's like something that isn't there, something where you only have a limited amount of information. What does your mind do? Goes to that. And that actually leads me to the third category, which is that you actually meet people that you find complex, that you find interesting, where you feel like they have depth and you create friendships with them. What happens then? They become your project. You can tell me what you want. In 95% of the cases, this is what an INFJ does. If they get interested in somebody because they're so complex, because they have this depth, because they have this emotionality, it is a great opportunity for us to look at that person and say, I'm going to absorb absolutely everything about you. At first glance, you might say, there's nothing wrong with that. I want to expand my horizon. I want to feel different things. But before you know it, you get into a friendship that is always based on I'm helping them. I'm actually the one who protects them. I want to show them how great they are. 
but the other person doesn't get it. For the other person, you're on equal grounds, but you sort of always feel like I'm actually the one helping them. I'm making sure that they're not doing anything that might ruin their life or something that might hold them back. And at some point, this kind of dynamic will lead to resentment. It always does. So of course that dynamic also leads to a scenario where friendships are not working out because there's this tension, because that person thinks you're on equal grounds, you give to each other as much as you take, but you always feel like, no, they actually owe something to me. You don't even think that you expect that from them, but on a subconscious level, you feel that. And trust me, at some point they're going to feel it too. And then the question becomes, so what is the solution here? Do I just have to accept that those are the three types of relationships an INFJ can have? All of them suck. Some of them are imaginary. Others are not working out because I am becoming like this person who wants to fix the other one. And the third one is I'm just bored. That's not something that has to stay this way, but it's important for us to understand why we're doing this. We're looking for complexity. We're looking for riddle. Our mind needs something that is complex. If you look at types like let's say an ESTP, they need to have something in their life where they can use their strong SE, their whole setup, and they can use that and really push their boundary. That's what makes them feel fulfilled. So they go into things that are full of adrenaline, for example, or things where you need to work under a lot of physical pressure. You know, I have a friend who's an ISFP, like she was able to work nights over and over again, something that I would have never been able to. But you know, just little examples like this. We as INFJs need the complex challenge. This is a given. And once we understand this, we can actually use this to our advantage because then we understand it's not about those friendships. It's not about that I need those people to be complex. It's just that I need something complex. And the easiest way for me to do it is to have a person I can make my project. That's the easiest thing for our mind to put itself onto. But just because it's the easiest doesn't mean that that's the thing that's going to make us fulfilled. But if you, on the other hand, accept the fact that you as an INFJ need this, you can choose a goal. You can choose something in your life, like a purpose, a vocation. You can include all of these things in such a way that includes complexity. For me, it meant I first went to a job that really challenged me mentally. It was about thriving in an environment that wasn't necessarily the best for me, but I made the best out of it. That was my challenge. And then it was, okay, I'm going to do something that's out of the ordinary. I'm going to start a channel. I'm going to do something that makes me feel like there's complexity behind this. It's not about that it's complex to do a video. Probably it sort of is, but that's not what I'm talking about. It's about that I chose a life goal, that I chose a path for myself that isn't the easiest choice. And guess what? Your mind has now a riddle that it can focus on. It has something that brings your life forward, something that is about improving your life first. It might help other people, but it doesn't leave you behind. And when you have that, guess what happens? You actually don't expect so much from friendships because they're not needing to be your project anymore. They don't need to be this complex thing. And if they're not interested in you, you don't even have enough capacity to focus on them because most of your energy goes into creating an amazing thing out of your life to solve the biggest riddle of them all, your INFJ epic life. And then you understand it's totally okay. And that's actually how it's supposed to be that I am in a relationship and a friendship that is 50, 50, where I give as much as I get back. 
where people aren't my project. But this isn't going to happen by you just saying people are not my project. I'm just going to be completely focused on myself and I'm just going to forget about it. Your mind on a subconscious level will want to solve those riddles. And if you don't have something that you actively choose, which is going to improve your life, it will go to the easiest thing possible. And most of the time it's relationships. It's daydreaming about potential friendships or potential relationships and so on. You take care of this one thing, everything else takes care of itself. That's why I'm always saying, go after your purpose, figure out what your vocation is, do something that is out of the ordinary, something where it's not about what's on the paper. It's not about how it looks like, but you know that you're doing something extraordinary. You know that you're challenging yourself and that just gives you a level of fulfillment you never thought possible. That's why I'm always saying, you know, look into the five pillars because they're all connected. They help you to have the energy to push through, to make those things happen. They help you to anchor in the person you want to be and so on and so forth. Also, if you want to go deeper into this, if you say now I'm ready to really get the help and the mentorship to make it happen in my life, then work with me one-on-one, -on -one, all the information you find below. And if you want to watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic, then watch the video of is the Iron of J meant to be a lone wolf?